0: Hello, and welcome to the Writing Guys podcast, where we help writers get inside a guy's head by answering questions on how men think. I'm Lancy McCall, today's moderator, and our hosts are C.T. Andrews and Michael Aspen. Hello, everybody. Hello. All right, guys, uh, today's listener question is, are heterosexual men uncomfortable around gay guys? And if so, why?
1: Hmm. Okay. Who wants to go first? you want to go first CT or you want me to take a crack at it?
2: Um, you want to flip the coin here?
1: Oh, yeah. There you go. You're ready. All right. We're <laughs> doing rock, paper, scissors, Ready? Best two out of three. Ah, <laughs> we tied. Right. All right. Oh, come, on. come on, dude. All right. Okay, you know what? Two. Was that scissors? Yeah. I see. Yeah. Okay. So I got two out of three. So, um, so I guess I'll go first. Um, this is a visual thing for those of you on the podcast. Tough. <laughs> it's not. For that those it. of
0: you listening instead of viewing, yeah, you just missed two boys playing with their hands. Hey now! Hey now!
1: It's two men. Playing with their hands. Thank you very much. I apologize. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. So um, the answer to that question for me, um, I I don't know that you can say this on a general broad spectrum answer, because I think it does vary by person quite substantially. Um, But the answer to that question for me has changed a lot. Um, When I was very young. I was afraid of, uh, homosexuals because of the way I was raised. I was raised in a very conservative Christian environment and, and homosexuality was kind of of the devil. Right. Um, so I was afraid of them because I was actually under the impression that, you know, they would like try to convert you and a bunch of stuff that just isn't really true. Um, and then Uh, and so then I never really knew any, or if I did know them, I didn't know that they were until I started working. Um, and I started working when I was 16, is when I got my first job, but I was probably about 19 or 20 when I worked with a guy that was open about his sexuality being homosexual. And he actually was, I don't think we had gay marriage in the state that I live in at that time, so he was married, but not legally right so he was i guess in a long-term relationship with a guy and they had a house together and they restored cars together and i got to know them pretty well and went over and hung out at their house and stuff and and uh, that's whenever my first realization about homosexuality really hit home which is that it doesn't really matter what your sexual orientation is you're still a person with person interests right It literally is just who do you find sexually attractive men or women or somewhere on that spectrum. And uh, they were both really great and uh, really great people. And it really opened my eyes that gayness isn't something to be afraid of. So that was my initial reaction. Now the uncomfortableness part of it. um, If there was somebody that was gay whenever I was in my younger life, I would have been very uncomfortable because they don't teach you the, the, the ultra conservative Christian upbringing that I had didn't teach you how to handle that situation. They just said they're evil. Don't be around them. Well, okay. What do you do when you are around them when you're at work or you're at school? Well, there's no answer to that question. Um, Nobody's really supposed to ask it. So um, whenever I did get around uh, the people that I worked with or the guy that I worked with, um, I didn't know he was, gay when i started working with him so i got to know him as a person first and then i found out he was gay after about a year of knowing him and that's when i that, that was that realization I was like wow it doesn't really matter he's still the same guy right it's, this is the same guy i knew yesterday it's just now i know that he prefers sleeping with guys instead of women and so i wasn't really that uncomfortable and and it was It was a good introduction for me because then I moved into going to college and because I I stayed home and did a like a community college the first couple of years of my life. And then I went away. So when I went away, I met a lot more people that were gay. Um, And I actually did some theater work. Uh, I was like I took theater classes because I really enjoyed acting and being around that kind of stuff. And I got to meet a whole bunch of people that were gay and they were all really cool. And the thing that I had been raised to fear was that they would try to convert you. And man, that in my experience doesn't happen. I mean, they may tell you that they're attracted to you and would be interested in something with you. And there's different levels of pushing that. But the reality is once you say, no, man, I'm straight. I don't, I don't dig on dudes. They're like, oh, okay. And then they move on because they know, they know better, I think than a lot of people do that it's not an orientation that you get subjected to and it becomes a part of your personality. It's something you just are and you either are or you aren't. And if you're not, there's no real swaying you over. And if you are, there's really no way swaying you away. It's just the way it is. So my uncomfortableness was, was mostly around my upbringing. The one thing that I will say, though, <laughs> about being uncomfortable, the idea of it is unsettling. Like, so I try to be empathetic uh, to people. And, I, and so when I met gay people and I understood what they do, where like they they talked a little bit about their sexual lives so they talked about oral sex and anal sex and things of that nature and i would then as an empathetic type person visualize that or visualize myself doing that and that was unsettling because it's not anything that made me go oh yeah i want to try that it was something that made me not like like oh it just doesn't no. <laughs> so that was unsettling um but it wasn't so unsettling that I'm like, Oh, you're evil for that. I just, it just was, it's just not for me. It's kind of like, kind of like coffee or diet Coke or Coke, right? Which one would you rather have? Well, I would rather have a Coke. If you offer me coffee, I'm gonna be like, Oh, cause I just don't like coffee. That doesn't mean all coffee drinkers are evil. So yeah, that's, that's kind of where I came, where I've come from. So that's my personal experience on that um, and where, where I do settle with it. So it's still, still is something that's a little unsettling just to think about like for me but it's not something that i don't, like i hate anybody for or look at and go oh my gosh that's so gross it's just it's not something that fits me so anyway all right i'm gonna hand it off to ct who will probably give a much better answer
2: yeah i don't know <laughs> <laughs> um so the question is uh, are heterosexual men uncomfortable around gay men uh short answer from my perspective no not uncomfortable, um, aware of the difference between homosexuality and heterosexuality in the people around me. Yes, of course, I'm very aware of that. Um, I, I My personal experience with it is a little different than Michael's. Uh, my opinions are pretty much the same. Uh, look, it's like, I look at it like this. Um, I don't like Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts to me are just not palatable things to eat. Yep. Um, but for people who like Brussels sprouts, I'm not going to hate them for it. If, if someone grows Brussels sprouts in their farm, I'm not going to tell them you can't grow br- Brussels sprouts on your farm just because I don't like it. Um, so I, you know, I've always kind of held that perspective. Uh, there are so many different walks of life that you, there's no way to, you know, uh, there's no way you're going to run into you, there's no way that you're not going to run into someone who walks a different path than you. Right. Get over it. That's just the way it goes. Um, as far as homosexuality is concerned, I don't understand it. It's not something I've ever understood, and I, I have had uh, homosexuals uh, convince me or try to convince me that you know everybody's got some degree of homosexuality in, and, and um, no, I don't think that's true. I, you know. I, I don't think that's true. Uh, So, you know, I, I, I disagree with them on that. Um, But see, I I have a pretty wide open perspective on this. And I'm kind of uh, lucky in this way, because I've spent my entire life ever since I was a very young person, just getting into high school uh, of being in theater, I was a theater brat in high school. Uh, My first stint in college was at a theater school with a full ride scholarship to learn how to be an actor on stage in theater. And as such, as Michael hit on, there's a lot of homosexuals in the theater. In fact, 90% of my theater department at this fairly prestigious school was uh, either bi or gay. And I had more than one friend, close friend of mine, Come to me at one point or another to the relationship and say, Nick, it's um, CT, <laughs> there's something I want to talk to you about and come out of the closet, so to speak, to me. And um, so I can't say that I'm uncomfortable around, around them. I will say this, however. When someone comes out to me that I know personally on a, on a personal level, um, there is a perspective switch that happens in my head. I now I now do see them as something or or in some way different than I did prior to before. And I don't know if that's good or bad. And I don't or just the organic organic growth of a relationship when such a shift happens. Um, um, It's funny, this this question is really asking, are you homophobic? Or are you not homophobic? That's what this question is actually asking. Um, But I don't know what homophobic is. Um, uh, Does that mean that I have to agree with and like uh, the homosexual lifestyle? And if not, am I homophobic? Uh, Because I don't know if I agree with it. I don't know. I certainly don't understand it, but... You know, I don't judge people for it. Um, I, I judge them, like Michael said, individual level, I mean, on an individual basis. Are you a good person or are you not a good person? I'm not God. I can't tell you how to live your life. You know, I'm, you, you say that to most people and they'll say, well, God can't even tell you how to live your life. And you know what? You're right. It's called free will. Do what you want. You know, so.
0: I think I think both of you guys are very open minded so this question might not be yeah we might not get the depth of the question but I will tell you in my mind the word homophobic is describing what Michael described early from his teachings from you know the his religion and the church and everything that um, that gay was bad and evil and you're supposed to avoid him or else they'll convert you that's always what I think of when I think of homophobic Well I'm- yeah and th- well there's th- that's definitely true um
1: and my um so I've, I've my views have become a lot more moderate as i've aged i'm nowhere near the person i was when i was 12 and in the church every every week and going to various youth events and so on um and um my parents think that i've actually moved all the way to the liberal end of the spectrum which is shows you how right they are. Anything that's to the left of them is you're now a, you're now a, you know, a liberal socialist. So um, anyway, uh, but I think looking back on the people in the church, I think, I think a lot of it is fear. Um, there were, and, and I think the reality is I think most of the time when people get uncomfortable around homosexuality, Um, I think it's fear that really rears its ugly head because it is it is a very unknown thing Um, I think I think CT is an empathetic type person as well we kind of try to view things from other people's points of view that's something an actor is taught to do and it's something that I just sort of naturally try to do and most people though I don't think are capable of that very easily they can only they can only live within their own experience and they can't really experience or try to experience other people's point of view. And if your own experience is strictly a heterosexual point of view, there's a very foreign concept to try and put into your brain that a person of the same gender is an attractive mate for you. Um, So, and it, so it's foreign, it's unsettling, like, and I'm still unsettled by it slightly. Like I talk about not, not unsettled, where I'm uncomfortable, but just like uh, unsettled. Well, I'll, I'll tell another story here in just a second that illustrates that point. And then, and then the the third point is is that it is it is a little scary, right? Because it is difficult to know sometimes your orientation, and that brings me to the story. So there was this guy I knew back when I was nineteen or twenty, around in that age, maybe a little older, maybe I was twenty two or twenty three. I think I had. I think I had gone to college and come back by this point, but there was this guy I knew that was a very handsome guy. And I only knew him for like a year. It was one of those, one of those friendships where you just sort of came together. You knew each other for a little while and then he went his way and I went mine and never twain shall meet. And he always liked to wear uh, the wife beater type shirts. The ones that have the really narrow strips and they come way down and all this. And he was a very fit guy. And I remember sitting there at a Denny's one time and like his shirt was all twisted over and his pecs were showing and everything. And he's very tan and very fit. And I was like, man, that's a really handsome guy. And I remember the thought process starting. Am I gay? Am I looking at this guy thinking he's really attractive? Cause I'm gay. Am I actually gay? Cause I was pretty sure I was heterosexual at this point. And I was like, maybe I am gay. And so then I let the thought process roll a little further. I'm like, well, what would it be like to kiss him? Well, I don't know. That doesn't sound very good. What did it, what would it be like to suck? Oh, okay. Wait a minute. Nope and <laughs> <Don't go> there. <laughs> there it is that's the red light because that that had that unsettled like yeah. feeling and that's what i mean by it's unsettling when i explore those thoughts to their logical termination i always get to some point pretty quickly where I'm like, "Oh yeah, no 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 no." <laughs> that yeah, really. that's hitting uh, that's hitting a, a warning light on my dash. It's wrong. It definitely doesn't feel right to me.
2: Yeah. But just yeah. because
1: it's wrong to a heterosexual person,
2: that engine light
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. but just because it feels wrong to a heterosexual person doesn't mean it's wrong. It just means that it's not right for me. And I that's yeah. what I was talking about when you're when you're limited to only your own experience. And if you're thinking through those thoughts and you hit that red light, that warning light, that engine light that tells you it's wrong. And that's the only experience you can go by. All of a sudden, now you're going to say, well, it's just wrong, period. Yeah. And that's a, that's where I think the, and then, and then of course, now you're like, well, now I don't want to be around somebody because I don't even want to explore those thoughts and experience that again. And it can just start this whole cycle of gays are bad and they should. Yeah.
2: Yeah. See, you're, you're talking about the difference between homosexual as a verb and homosexual as an adjective. Um, I, I I came out of film school after after I left theater school. And one of my closest friends in film school, who I worked on a, a film project with in, in college, was queer as a $3 bill. I mean, he was, he was gay. And so he was my director. I was his producer. So we would drive around in his little mini truck looking for scouting out locations to shoot and everything. And he was kind of um, surprisingly gay because... You couldn't really tell that he was gay uh, if there's such a thing. And I do think there are indicators, despite what everyone says. There are indicators, you know. The only the only real indicator that I knew he was gay was that he wore this sort of uh, rainbow necklace. And uh, he said he was gay. <laughs> That's how I knew. <laughs> and so we're driving around in his truck one day. And forgive the language, okay? But we see this uh, person who is clearly gay, strutting like a peacock down the sidewalk on campus. And my buddy who's gay looked at him and went, what a fag. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Right. And I, I thank God for him. Because right then I began to realize homo- the difference between homosexual as a verb and homosexual as a noun. Mm. Um, there is, You know, and you see this in heterosexuality just the same. People that flaunt it, that push it, that make it their identity so much so that they have to paint the world of themselves with it. And um, that's that's where. And I like again, I don't care if you're you're heterosexual or homosexual. When I see that, I just want to go, grow up, man. Just grow up. You are what you are. Why do you have to, you know, project it so that people of your same uh, preference are going to be calling you names, you know. It's and and I, that's where it goes. That's where it gets a little far for me. But what is homosexuality? Is it an act or is it a preference? I don't. I, that's where I don't. That's what I don't know. And I think Michael, correct me if I'm wrong. This is where you feel a little uncomfortable around, it because there's the psychology of homosexuality that I do not understand i am a masculine man i am designed as far as i'm concerned to want a feminine woman to hold her to protect her to have her with me um you know so that she fills in all of the holes in my life heterosexually you know and that's the psychology of sexuality it is completely the opposite for homosexuality and i could never do that with a man i could never feel that way with someone of a masculine of a masculine frame. And that's why when I say I don't understand it, that's what I'm talking about. The physical stuff aside, which I couldn't I couldn't understand that either, but you gotta understand the psychology first, and I'll I'll never be able to do that.
0: I wanna I wanna circle back to both of you guys talking about empathy. <clears throat> and in I don't think either of you said this, but you kind of implied that because you're empathetic that, um, you could put yourself in the shoes and you could, you were more open. And I have another thought to add to that because I myself am not an empathetic person <laughs> <laughs> on my Clifton strengths, It's like 32 out of 34. It's not, <laughs> but I have a lot of gay friends. And I think it's because I really don't give a crap yeah. what you're doing outside of our interactions it does not matter to me and i think they pick up on that that i'm very neutral and that they're safe with me because i don't have an opinion about it do you
1: so i just i'm just curious this is me wanting to I'm, i got a supposition and i'm just curious uh, if the data supports it when you say you have a lot of gay friends are these male homosexual friends or are they female homosexual friends or both i'm just curious uh,
0: both, but mostly men just because I've always worked in a male-dominated industry, so I'm mostly in contact with men. But yeah. I've had female friends before. I've been hit on by women. Um, is mean, that like? Is that nice? Well, it's always an affirmation when someone finds you attractive, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm you sure just say, oh, I'm so flattered. <laughs> I'm sure when,
1: when that happens, I will be extremely flattered. <laughs> oh.
2: Yeah, let's let's circle around to this point after we talk discuss empathy because getting hit on by gay men is, it, uh, if 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 I had been hit on by ten percent of the number of women as I have gay men, did I say that correctly? Oh man, I, I would be I'd probably be married with a harem right now. <laughs> A gay some, they just they, in the past they have just flocked, flocked to me i don't know if it's because i'm hetero or if it's because i'm kind of short and stocky and bald and that's kind of what gay men go for i don't know
0: based on the based on my experience with my friends who i go to gay pride with and all that kind of stuff yeah. uh, it's probably your muscles uh i am yep is it the same for women don't women like muscles
2: why don't they hit on
1: yeah, maybe we should turn this around and ask that question. <laughs> Let's make this ask the girls' question because we got questions. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: the one of the one of the other things that so I I don't know that I've been hit on by many gay people, period, um, male or female, um, but uh, I have been told by acquaintances that are gay, both men and women, that I'm probably one of the least judgmental people they know. Because when I do ask questions, I'm asking questions that are like genuinely curious about their lifestyle. What what made them choose? When did they know? You know, what do you think of the, the chances of getting uh, marital rights and things of that nature? Um, I don't ask questions that are leading to condemnation, right? How right. could you possibly do that? It's more like, so, you know, what was it that stirred this in you? Is it something, you know, do you remember? when you first had these thoughts and you know, how did you know? And, uh, but I, the reality is I don't have many friends, so I don't I think that may be part of the reason why I don't have many gay people in my life. is just, I don't have many people in my life, but yeah, that's, but the, the reality is, is that the, the older I get, the more I realize that people are people and all these different adjectives you tack on to them are easy ways for you to categorize, whether you like or dislike that person. And um, the reality is, is that I, I go with CT. If you're a good person and you're a decent person, I really don't give a crap. Yeah. And if you're an asshole, then I really care because I want you not in my life.
0: So. so one of my very best friends is gay, and he and his husband live here in Houston. And my husband and I go and hang out with them. We'll go grill, you know, either at our house or their house. And um, nice. My buddy, he likes to. He likes to push the envelope a little bit with my hubby. He likes to take him right to the edge of discomfort and then giggle and reel it back in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, That means talking about things he knows that make my husband uncomfortable. Yeah. And I just sit there and grin because it's kind of funny to watch.
1: <laughs> I had a friend that um, that did that just with sex in general he liked to try and find ways to push the collective envelope like if we had a group of people he tried to find a way to get people uncomfortable about a topic and um and he thought it was fun and he just could not understand that i'm like dude you know sometimes that's just not fun and um he just could not fathom that because it was always
2: fun for him
0: Well, you know, he only does this because he feels safe doing that with my husband. It's not something he would do with anyone else.
2: That's (laughs) what I was going to say. When it comes to uh, people, gay men hitting on other straight men, uh, which, as I said, I've got (laughs) got some experience with. I think it happens because there's a certain common understanding between gay men and men, uh, straight men, of being a man, uh, of being a male that they share in common. And so the threat level is a little lower, uh, especially in groups where camaraderie is high and friendship exists, um, even if in the periphery, uh, more so than with women hitting on men. You know, there's a – that common thread doesn't exist, therefore the threat level is a little higher, which is why – Maybe I'm not approached by women nearly as much as I am by men.
0: Do you think it's maybe um, has to do with the quality of physical strength? Like a, a gay man might not feel as threatened by someone because maybe he feels just as strong. Where a woman, a woman's not might be a little nervous. I.
2: No, I don't think that really has much to do with it. Because when a woman does approach a man, she's not afraid that he, he's going to beat her up, <laughs> you know? Uh, she just approaches him like in a public place or whatever. I, I I think it has more to do with rejection. It's easier for a gay guy to get rejected by a straight guy than for a straight woman to get rejected by a straight man.
0: That makes sense. That makes sense because if a gay guy approaches a straight man and and he rejects him. It's like, well, it's not his thing. Yeah. It's or not his like, thing. If you reject the woman, it's he didn't like me. Exactly. It's not yeah. personal with the uh, with men. It, but yeah. with, you know,
2: when it's coed, it could be personally be taken personally. So, yeah, but yeah.
0: Mm. Okay. Interesting. Any other thoughts on the topic?
1: So I've got a I've got an anecdote to end on for me you were talking about your friend driving down in the little truck scouting locations and he yelled, or he kind of was like, what a fag. So uh, another guy that I worked with that was gay that flaunted it. He was very open and he was very uh, almost assertive with his sexuality, almost daring the world to call him out on it. And I didn't care as whatever. He was a jerk, but not, not because of that. He was just a jerk, but, um, we worked at a clothing store and he was the manager at the time that the store was moving from one location to another. So we had the entire stock of clothes in a rental truck that we were moving from one location to another. And he was driving and I was in the passenger seat and we had the windows down because it was summer and we were letting all the heat out. uh, As you guys know who live in Texas, You let all the heat out, you start your air conditioner, but you let all the heat out as much as you can, and then roll up the windows after you get a certain level of comfort or less discomfort. So we're driving along and we were at a stoplight and there was a guy walking with a girl and they were both young and they were both fit and they were both attractive and they were on the passenger side of the truck. And he leans over and yells out the window. And I quote, drop the bitch and make the switch, honey, at full (laughs) volume. Now all they see is me, right? And I'm like, against, the, you know, like leaning back as far as I can, like it was him, right? Yeah. And he's laughing at how uncomfortable I am. I'm like, oh, you asshole! And um, so, but that was that was him, right? He he would have discussions about the length of his partner's genitalia with customers, and I was just like, dude, that is not appropriate workplace conversation. So, yeah, <clears throat> the, the reality is, is that um, th- this just illustrates people are people. I mean, if you're if you're not if you don't have the boundaries to understand when it's appropriate to do stuff like that and when it's not, it doesn't matter whether you're gay or not. This wasn't a gay problem. This was a person problem. Yeah. It just so happened he was gay. And so, yeah. Anyway, that was that was uh, that was towards the end of my tenure there. He he actually was a bad enough boss. So I decided to leave and move on and go work somewhere. Yeah,
2: That's yeah. That's the
1: end of my stories.
2: Uh, it's it's um it's an interesting world to navigate, isn't it? Um, I have a person in my life who's mu- who's very young, uh, and a and a female, and I'm talking, you know, young teenage years and she recently came out to me that she was gay and she wanted to know what my first of all i was very honored and flattered that she trusted me enough with that information um uh, but she wanted to know what my take on it was and what i told her was and i think this holds true for all groups um half of this world is going to absolutely love you and it's because you're gay Whether it's right or wrong, they're going to know you're gay and absolutely love you. The other half of this world is going to hate you because you're gay. And that's it. Right or wrong, they're going to know that you're gay and they're going to hate you. And I think you can say that about pretty much everybody that associates with a group, no matter what that group is. Um, And I I think that's, you know, we have to be – we we have to have the strength of character to realize if this person hates me because of X, Y, Z, it changes nothing. It doesn't change me at all. Um, It's not going to, it's not going to determine my future, nor is it going to determine who I become. And so uh, if, if we all just, you know, that's why, that's why I know having an opinion of homosexuality beyond just understanding it, or understanding that it exists and is there, and in this person next to me, if you want to call it that, uh, is 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 really not worth having. It's just not worth having. So you know,
1: I wanna I wanna add on one last thought, and I don't know if you were gonna say this, Lancey, or not, but if you are listening to this odd to this podcast or watching us on YouTube or wherever, um, and you're and you are a homosexual person and you would like to get on our show and talk to us about this, we would love to have you. We would love to have this conversation with an actual person who's on the other side. Um, maybe ask the question as a homosexual person, do you feel uncomfortable around heterosexual people? Right. Yeah. And what do, what do heterosexual people do that makes you uncomfortable? I would love to know that. Um, so anyway, I uh, just want to point that out. Um, the website I'll say it. And I'm sure that Lancy will say it again in a minute is writingguys.net. That's writingguys.net. Drop us a line. We'd love to have you on the show Um, because I'd love to have that conversation.
2: Diversity.
1: Yes. Yes, please.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, then if that's all you guys have to say, let's wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that concludes this episode of Writing Guys. If you have a question you would like answered about how men think, Visit writingguys.net and click the button to ask us a question. While you're there, be sure to like, follow, or subscribe the Writing Guys podcast, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.